0: Welcome back to another episode of the Big Hunt Guys podcast. Um, Before we get started today, we're going to plug a promo code. Promo code podcast. Super complex podcast. But uh, if you use that promo code podcast, you want to sign up for Go Hunt Insider. It's going to be good for 50 points. That's $50 back to the Go Hunt gear shop. You can use that to buy any new gear that you need for your upcoming hunts, which we're right, right in the thick of it. We're just getting ready to kick off. Yes, sir. And then, uh, if you use the promo code podcast to sign up for the Go Hunt Maps uh, app, explore, you're going to get 20 points, which is 20 bucks back to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. So, we would love it. Use our promo code podcast. Let's beat out all the other promo codes yes, out sir. there floating around. We want the Big Hunt Guys promo podcast, code. Podcast, promo. podcast, <laughs> podcast, yeah. podcast, So sign up for either Go Hunt Insider or Go Hunt Explorer. Use that promo code. Get yourself some uh, money back to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. And they have all kinds of gear. I was out there in the warehouse. Tons of stuff.
1: It's hopping lately back there, too. It is cranking. Must be hunting season.
0: Yeah. I saw a
2: picture. Everyone procrastinates. Yeah.
0: What was it yesterday, two days ago? I saw a picture, just some they were loading up the back of a UPS truck. Just mm-hmm. chuck to the brim.
1: We filled the whole entire thing with Hunt orders.
0: Yep.
2: Which is good. But uh huge we got a shout
1: out to the warehouse team, by the yeah, way.
2: Those guys are crushing. Hell yes they are. They yep. do some great work. And in yeah. the Vegas heat just fucking
0: owning. Some of my some of my favorite people in the Hunt <laughs> office yeah. just those guys are just chill. Back there, running around. They've always got some, some tunes playing, just picking orders and packaging.
1: Good tunes, too. Oh, great tunes. Like yeah. tunes I forgot about.
0: Yeah, good taste in music out there in the warehouse. Love that. Yeah, so we're going to do a recap of our antelope punt that we just finished up last week at home. What, Sunday? Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, so this will be the last in the series of videos.
1: not even sure what the series we're on. I
0: think this is fifth.
1: Fifth, yeah.
2: Yeah, so we did a day-by-day series of our antelope hunt that we're going to release all together and this is going to be the last one yeah. just kind of got all back together in the office wrap it up wrap up the last day
0: yeah so what was your guys's last day you had two days right
1: no it was, a, it was our last day last day last, last day okay. yep.
0: last ditch effort nothing
1: nothing real <laughs> <laughs> not a damn thing all right we're done boys this
2: is going to be the shortest <laughs> recap ever
1: last day was hard i had such high hope for the last day yeah. Especially after I saw that buck the evening before, mm-hmm. came to like 300 yards and then walked the same way it entered in. I was like, he's got a water. Right. And where's all these other antelope that have been in that same valley the whole entire week when Brinker was hunting it? Like, they got to be somewhere around there. Yeah. And it's a good spot. We didn't really do a lot of, you know, we never pressured a lot of those antelope either. So.
0: Yeah, we weren't out bumping them. We weren't were bumping around them. a lot.
1: Like, yeah, Brinker spawned stock for a few days, but he never really spotted stock exactly that spot. So, mm-hmm. kind of like a little sanctuary almost. Yep. And I never saw an antelope the entire day.
2: <laughs> you never saw an antelope <laughs> even come to water.
1: The entire trip, I never saw an antelope come to water. I had that one doe that I keep mentioning. It was like 150 some yards away, but I actually never saw her physically drink. I just saw her come to water. I'm assuming she drank and then she left. But that was that long pond I sat. Never saw a single end up the last day. Very frustrating to know it's the last day. Super jacked. Literally staring at my bow the entire time. I drew back a lot on that I last too. day. I did I did a lot of drawing back. I was like trying to draw back in different areas. Like how can I move if anyone comes in different ways? Not having anything, but I did have coyotes come in again, and I called them right into, again, my blind, and I did not shoot any of them.
0: Unbelievable. Um, yeah, a lot of coyotes, didn't you? Five the last two days? Yeah, five, or six. five
1: on the day before, and then I think one or two on the final day. So that was my only excitement. My rabbits were back, though. Remember we are talking about my rabbits? Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of the hawks, though. <laughs> I was trying to be a nature lover because that's all I could really do out Bird there. Bird blucher
0: boy. Yeah. It was pretty warm, I mean, it got warm it got those, last, those last couple of days that you guys hunted. You know, after I'd filled my tag, it was pretty warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it did kind of blow in the afternoon, though. It would kind, of, kind of overcast and kind of mellow it out. But, I mean, good decent conditions. As good as the conditions existed that whole hunt for, you know, warm weather sitting in water.
1: Yeah, and especially what we dealt with all week being that giant rainstorm. Like, it was finally starting to dry up out there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, antelope don't water. Yeah. So, if you think they
2: water... They They don't. don't. They don't. I literally had a buck that just walked around my blind for two days straight. Didn't water once. And I thought for sure, so it was the second to last day. There's a bunch of does with him. They're feeding up this road towards me. All the does come running into the water. I'm like, oh, this is like, this is done deal. They came right in. Yeah. Right into water. Drank. Went off on their way, and I'm still waiting. I'm looking, and I can see that buck. He's just walking. He's going away, going further away, going further away. Gone. <laughs> then I saw him messing around. Like, I could see, like, there's a tank or something that he was around a lot. And that's when you, like, that evening when he came and picked me up. Yeah. And I come to find out there actually isn't even water there. So I thought for a second he was watering on this different property that we didn't have permission to hunt. So I was like, oh, he's just getting his water there, and he's never going to come into my blind.
1: So now it stings even more that he was just being a smart old oh, bastard. Oh,
2: didn't, like, when he picked me up, he was out in front of me, like, 200 yards. Picked me up. I go back home. We get, go get out that morning, go out there. First light, there he is, same exact spot, 200 yards right in front of me. Walks walks towards me a little bit. Walks over to the right, kind of walks away. Gone. Never came into water. Yeah, oh.
0: never never did come in. I packed up camp so that morning I I packed up camp and then I thought uh, I'm gonna run up and like pull some of the blinds right off of the water holes that we had them set up on and I saw a buck bedded and I called Brady and said hey do you want to put a stock on this buck I I hose you over on that one didn't I Yeah, there was a there was yeah. a st- <laughs> what
1: happened here Okay, so I was like kind of hesitant because i'm like well it's the last freaking day i should be de- devoting myself fully to water but it never watered <laughs> so Joe comes over picks me up and he's like all right there's this buck over here mike sweet you've seen this buck you know probably where to drop me off he's like yeah there's a little rise here i'll just stop below it drop you off you get out it's probably going to be you know what 200 yards maybe from me 300 yards yeah maybe but it was thought, pretty good uh, yeah 100, pretty close yeah. But it's like, yeah, just start belly crawling. He's looking opposite direction. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was super excited. Like, here's my chance. I'm going to do everything I can, take it as slow as I can, start belly crawling. I'm belly crawling. Now, at this point, I didn't have my gloves, my little, by the way, gloves. I had little tiny cactuses. Even though I never put my hand in a cactus, I somehow had cactuses all over my hands for belly crawling. Start getting into the position a little bit. A little pickup truck comes behind me. And, of course, they see me. And he slows down. I'm just like looking at him i gave him a little wave He drives further and then all of a sudden he sees the antelope so he goes even slower and i'm like oh nice antelope looks over at him
2: was that trail on the pickup truck oh. <laughs> yeah just that trail hopping a, a different I pickup
1: truck cleared country yeah. yeah he drove way away so i'm stalking again though and i'm like i was about kind of looking around i'm like this is flat as a pancake there's no topography the only topography is right where i'm at once i get up here he's gonna see me the whole way he has to be looking away from me i range him I arrange these there's a big like kind of a cliff man There's like rock piles everywhere behind him i'm like oh my gosh trail. in my head i'm like it, it tr- maybe the buck got up and, and re-bedded to i don't like, think he did i just <laughs> <Terrell's> <laughs> is so I, excited I want, like I, I got a buck for brady i'm gonna go pick him up and he's gonna go stalk him but that yeah. rock pile was perfect stocking conditions i could have went behind the, the rock come pile. up to the rock pile and shot it was like 80 something yards. So, yeah, it was a far shot, but I could have maybe snuck through the rocks right. a little bit. And that'll been my yeah. opportunity. So, you came
2: from like a completely different direction.
1: Came from the flat pancake area instead of coming with the rock pile behind you him. You see the rocks, trail
2: I did. I just, <laughs>
0: were, you,
1: were you jacked up on Mountain Dew?
0: <laughs> no, I was driving and was I? I was driving along and I just looked out my window and I saw that buck bedded. And I was like, oh shit, he's like 130 yards off the road, bedded away from the road, facing away from the road. So I was like, I'm not going to slow down or stop or anything. And I, by the time I saw him, like he was out my window, right? So I just kept going, and you know, got a hold of you when I got up to where you were at. And then, as I came back, I remember thinking, like, oh, there's a little bit of a rise. So like I just, I hadn't done it due diligence. I felt kind of bad.
1: It's all right. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. but it was a, was a chance. It was a, a chance
0: for not getting on. So did he just see you, then he just came up? Did oh, yeah, he, like he, he p- was – like
1: that pickup, I think, he started looking kind of my direction towards the road, and he was just kind of facing that way. His body was turned more, so he should have been looking the opposite way. Mm. And then I'm just like, okay, just waited for a little while. And then he finally turned his head, started belly calling more, and he would start looking his head around. I'm like, my gosh, this is going to take forever. I'm like, I don't have all day. I should be kind of back in my blind, So I did kind of <laughs> rush the stock as well, but right. like – I was in them wide open. Like yeah, I was, was on now on a hill going down a little bit to him. Like he could see me the whole entire time. Mm. Just wasn't meant to be. Yep. And then I walk over the road and I'm like on this road and I see trail parked way away. And I'm like waving my hands like, come on trail. I
0: thought you call me. I, I was just chilling. Come get me, Trail. You led me
2: down the wrong path. There
0: I am just reading a book. I'm thinking Brady's going to have a dead antelope here. He's going to text me any minute. Yeah, I, was like,
1: like, hey. I was waving on trail. Cause I'm like, come on, trail. Drive to me. I want to go back and set my blind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you, uh, we got you back in the blind. You ultimately just didn't have said for, it. what,
2: another hour or two?
0: Yeah.
1: Or we left two hours. Yeah. yeah,
0: two hours. We
1: so made trail d- pack up everything for yeah, us. Yeah,
0: which is okay.
1: Any rattlesnakes? <laughs>
0: Yeah, one big rattlesnake in the road on the way way out to get you guys. Right I didn't ever,
1: never heard that part.
0: Yeah, Yeah, oh. I came, came back and there was a great big rattler there in the road. Somebody else had already got to him. Like right by camp? Like within a half mile from camp. Like about the same size. Might have even been bigger. Mm. Might might have had, you know, 10 and a button. Woof. It was a, it was a big one. Big dog right there in the road. Run mm. over. Yuck. I stopped and took, took a little look at him, but I, was, I didn't get out. I don't like snakes. No, me either. Hate them. No.
2: They're my least favorite. Did you, Neville, did you have any action last day besides anything come in? Just that one buck that walked around me all day long.
0: Yeah. And then when I came to pick you up, there were, what, eight, nine bucks that were like a a bachelor herd of bucks. A bachelor herd
2: of dinks. It was definitely that one from that cliff band that we saw before.
0: Yeah, so there were probably, I would say most of those were yearling. There might have been one two-year-old in there. Yeah, they're pretty small, though. Yeah, most of them pretty small. But they looked like they were, like if we'd had another two or three, four hours. And I say that loosely because who right. knows. But
2: uh, Yeah, who knows if they would have yeah
0: or not. Yeah, they were in the general vicinity anyway.
2: That's antelope hunting. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you look at it, we still did pretty good two to four. Yeah,
1: archery. That's 50% archery.
2: Yep. It's not
0: bad. And we talked about Dave. We think Dave had the best hunt. Best Dave hunt, possible. What a beast!
2: <laughs> Love that.
1: <laughs> Rolls in, shoots an antelope, barely makes his flight. Yep. Flies home. It's
2: Dave, like the best hunting trip you can possibly have. Dave Brinker said like he had a pretty good hunt. Shoot him, out.
0: Yeah, didn't get, didn't get, uh, didn't have to sleep in the barn with the snakes. Hmm. That was a
1: smart move by his part,
0: by the way. Can you imagine?
2: Oh my god.
0: He was gonna sleep in there on the ground.
1: Good thing those bugs and stuff were flying around him.
0: Snake pit. He'd Little did
1: he know. Two days later there's gonna be a big old like rattler s- in there. And probably it was rattler in there every single day.
0: Yeah, I never saw another one, but I was definitely had my head on a swivel when I was
2: walking around in there. When I was loading up, I did see a mouse the first day I went in there, so oh, yeah, that's they're right. definitely munching on those things. Yeah, I'm sure they were in there all night. He'd have been curled up
0: tight next to Dave, be sleeping.
1: So you guys know me. I always look for what sort of lessons did we learn? Anything you would have done differently, Neville, on this trip? Again, we can't mm-hmm. change the weather. So we didn't really – can't modify our hunt dates based on weather. We went when we went because that's the opening in our schedule. Mm-hmm. But what have you done differently?
2: That's a good one. Maybe just sit water the whole entire time.
1: Because you did two – you did <laughs> – Two spot spot and stock days.
2: Yes, I did two spot and stock days, and then, and then uh, three days of sitting water.
1: I think, I would have switched it and went back to my roots and spot and stocked.
2: I mean, I think about that too. It's like if I just did all spot and stock, like I probably would have got a crack sooner or later. Mhm. I think that's the maybe that's the lesson. Pick one or the other.
1: You know, trying to bounce around, and I also switched blinds, like I said before, like. LeBron switched the teams chasing championships. I was chasing success when I should have stuck <laughs> with one thing.
0: Yeah, it's hard to know what to do. I had, a, I had a guy reach out that was hunting. I think he was hunting the same unit or he might have been hunting the neighboring unit. Um, but he killed a buck the week after we were there, and he used one of these uh, decoys. that beat, I don't know what the name of them oh, was. The that one that the you on. shoot through the bow? Yeah, the one the that, that you, yeah, goes onto your bow. Yeah, yeah those your, ones your, are cool. Your sight and your rest goes onto the front. Either that or the hat one looks –
2: Interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I, I think both of those. I think next time we go antelope hunting, we ought to try both Yeah. and just do, like, a nice case study of what seems to work the best. But mm-hmm. he, he did kill a buck with, with that decoy on the front of his bow.
1: Could be no regular decoys don't work at all.
0: Mucow. And they're too
2: hard to maneuver by yourself. You can't maneuver them by yourself, no. And yeah. then you add another person, and then it's too many people. Yeah.
0: Yep. It's tough to do unless they're real, real ruddy, I feel like. And I don't feel like we were – I didn't really ever see a buck that I thought looked real ruddy. <laughs> did you guys? Mm-mm.
1: Nope.
0: Yeah, I don't – we must have been – too early pre rut and a lot of the bigger bucks i saw were by themselves i did see a, just a dandy right out of camp that morning probably the biggest buck i saw the whole hunt just 300 yards from camp oh <laughs> all by himself
1: and that's another thing too we did see a lot of bucks from camp and brinker stocked a couple of those bucks but yeah mm-hmm. maybe we, we should have just been mobile more and spot and stock because i mean we i've had success spot and stocking but it's just a numbers thing you have to do it a million times and yep I think we had enough area there where we could have been a little bit picky too and then like find the one that's in the perfect spot to stock mm-hmm. instead of maybe just doing the numbers thing. But again, yeah. who knows how it would have worked.
0: We did see a fair amount of antelope, I felt like. I yeah. mean, it wasn't like Wyoming where mm-hmm. there's just antelope everywhere. But for that area, I felt like it was a decent number of antelope. I mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of big bucks by any means, but I did
2: see seemed like a fair amount of antelope. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other things maybe that I learned lessons learned i think for
0: me lesson learned is um just to like go with your gut because the very first day before the hunt started i got up early that morning and i rode the bike out and i took that one road and i rode it i popped up onto a little knoll and i looked down into this little canyon and i saw the the buck probably the buck i shot i saw that buck with like 20 does and he was just right off the hill from this tank and um i don't know just got to got a feeling, you know, like I think this is the spot. I think that's the spot. So I feel like once I started to sit water, you know, once it kind of dried out, I felt like I'm going to sit this. And I think if I do, I'm consistent with it. I think I'll get a crack just based on my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know. I, I mean, I've got this elk tag right now and I'm kind of experiencing the same thing. Like there's a lot of elk and there's elk across the unit. Right. And I've seen elk, I've seen decent bulls in the North end. I've seen some decent bulls in the South end. And you know shit tons of rumors right people oh I saw a big bull here and I saw a big bull there and I think I think if you chase rumors you know and you're just constantly like chasing moving north to south I don't feel like it ever gives you like the consistency in one area to like really focus in and find success so I feel like I feel like that's probably one of the biggest lessons is like for me is just go with your gut and then two you know, pick an area that you think you can get it done in and stick with it and be consistent. Because I feel like the more days you're consistently in an area, I think you start to figure it out. You yeah. start to put together the puzzle. You know, you're like, okay, I know where that animal's going. I know where he's, you know, betting. I know food mm-hmm. sources. And I can kind of start to put the puzzle pieces together where I feel like if you just don't give yourself those consistent day after day after day and you're spread across a wide landscape, I don't feel like you're as effective.
1: Yeah. I think also, I think. Well, again, I didn't didn't know it at the time, but that water source I sat for those first two days, I'm not sure that was the best option for me because that pond was so big and long Mm -hmm. if a buck did come in. Yeah, we had a good idea where it was going to water based on all the tracks we saw in that one little corner where I sat, but again, maybe I should have sat a smaller water source that was more concentrated and then I knew every single day, you know, if he came in, I was going to get shot. Yeah, where those first two days, if an animal came in, like it's fifty-fifty, if he's going to come in my side or go down the way where I can't get a shot at all.
0: I think that area would be good, and I think I'm fairly confident they were probably watering towards the t- the you know the far end where we set that blind. But I think you'd you'd have been we'd have been way better off had we had a week or two weeks to set that blind up and like let them get completely acclimated yeah. to the blind being there and then being able to come in and water and and go out. I think. I've had pretty good success, like popping up a blind even the night before and killing antelope off a water source, but I think it's a smaller water source. I think given given the opportunity those antelope come into water, you know, if they – they would probably prefer to water where you are, where your blind is, because that's what they're used to doing. But they see the blind, and they're like, yeah. eh, shit, I don't know about that. I'm going to just move down here 100 yards in the water.
1: And mm-hmm. I think I should probably should have done some more calculations, too, and, like, maybe done some line measurements to the water sources that were near there, because there actually was a lot of water in that little area. Yeah, as it turned yeah. out. And so just measuring how far all those water sources are, I'd be like, well, now we know, you know, if an animal's in the, in the middle of it, he has five options to water. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, he you know might have his routine and wants to go here but again there could be all these other ones that they've had used in the past and they just wasn't that rainstorm that created all the water there was some standing water that probably was there even when it was dry
0: yeah is that when i pulled those blinds i mean there were still antelope in that valley um both of those had started to shrink quite a bit so i mean even from the few days that things had dried out they definitely shrunk up but yeah, you'll, you live and you learn, right? That's right. That's I was right.
2: thinking of some good stuff for, like, stalking that I can remember when I was doing some stalks. Because I think the ones that are, like, your most successful is, like, you're going into that stalk thinking it's going to happen. So, then like, you're totally focused, right? I think a lot of the time is, once you, like, in antelope hunting, too, you do so many stalks. There'll be some stalks in there where, like... You get sloppy? Yeah. Yeah. You don't take your time. You're not totally focused. You you rush it. You take shortcuts. But like, if you go into every single stock thinking, like, this is the one, like, I need to be totally focused. Yep. Like, I think your odds are going to go up. Then. It's hard to do. Yeah. It definitely That's, is. Especially when it's, like like it's really so hot hard. out
1: and you have cactus everywhere in your body
0: already. From- it's uncomfortable. Yeah, spotting out. Spot and stock antelope is really, it's, like, one of the most uncomfortable, I think, because you have to stay so low. Yeah. So low.
2: So focused.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time you're on your belly, you know, your knees, your hands, you're
2: you're like army crawling, you know, and
1: and they have that thought of rattlesnakes everywhere in the back of my mind, so
0: I was <laughs> like,
2: eh. I do like antelope hunting though to start the year off, cause like, damn, like if you had a mule deer hunt or something coming up, yeah, like an archery one, just get you in the zone. Oh man, you'd be like right now. I feel like if I went on archery mule deer, just stock, like if it was laying somewhere, like I, th- you could crush it, like a hundred percent get in within bow range
0: yeah it's interesting i just i mean i like antelope hunting one because it's early like it's yeah, fun to, to go on an early season hunt like that i mean you don't feel like you're gonna really miss any of your other opportunities because it's so early in august and i just think they're such a cool animal mm-hmm.
1: and i absolutely am jealous you got some antelope meat i love antelope yeah. meat.
0: i know we've been gnawing on it here and there yeah did some jerky and it's good i love antelope i don't know people say they don't like antelope but i lo- i like it a lot yeah me too yeah i think it eats really well that's like one of those animals that like i don't i don't know i mean i think a lot of people don't um probably try to hunt them every year it's like when you get an occasional tag but i know that for me like if i don't have an antelope tag now i like i'm starting to miss you know, I'm thinking about antelope hunting next yeah. year. Like, I really like hunting antelope. They're fun.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great way to kick off your season.
0: Yeah, even if I'm sitting water. water. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed it, but, like, I like sitting water. You know, I read read
2: books. I, sitting in water is nice. I, I, I it's enjoy like a vac- it. It's like a vacation. Yeah. You do nothing. You just think, have your own thoughts. Yeah, get inside your head. You know, think it, of, think it's about like your you're hiking in too far. Like, you usually have, like, decent food and yeah. some drinks.
0: Yeah, and I like the – uh I like the spike in adrenaline, like when,
2: you know, Dude, you're, that's you're, what I was, so like, that's what I was thinking of. Cause when I did have antelope coming into water, must be nice. So <laughs> there is like a huge difference between, uh, like when you're sitting and waiting for animals to come in and you can see them come in like that adrenaline and like that yeah. hype. Oh, Whereas yeah. like a lot of the times Western hunting, like everything's happening so fast. Like the adrenaline doesn't actually hit you. But, like, if you're sitting trying to shoot a whitetail or, like, antelope coming in or something coming into you and you see and you have time to think about, like, what's about to happen, Mm -hmm. like, I don't, that always, that feeling, like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, it builds, builds. I mean, I saw that buck, the buck that I shot. I saw him, you know, he was working a fence line with a bunch of does, and when I saw him, like, dip under the fence and kind of work in underneath the hill where I lost sight of him, you know, I'm thinking... Man, he's headed this way. Like he's headed this direction, you know. So like, I'm getting, I'm thinking about it, and I'm not, I'm not really thinking. I'm like, I don't know, because it just seemed too good to be true that he might actually come. But I, yeah, that anticipation, like that adrenaline, just builds, 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 and then like when I look out the blind and he's standing there, at, you know, 80 yards, and he's broadside and just turns and just beelines it in for the drinker. You're just like,
2: uh, yeah, just slaps. Would you say it's more intense when you when you're like sitting on on an animal, and it comes in, and you shoot it. Then, like, you know, just calling an elk comes in, and you shoot it. Yeah, I mean, calling
0: elks kind of similar because you can hear them like that audible right. response, and you can hear when they're getting closer. So that kind of builds and builds. But I know that like, you know, animals that you you know, like spot and stock mule deer with a muzzle or a rifle tag. You know, where you you build yourself into a position, and all of a sudden the buck stands up. You know, like. I don't know, it almost happens so fast that you just kind of have an automatic response. You know, you go ahead and get in, get in position and take the shot, and then and then it kind of dumps yeah. after. Like, I, I get that adrenaline Because I think, after. like, on a
2: stock, right, you're so focused on, you know, mm-hmm. being quiet. Yep. Stay in this angle. Don't let the animal see me. Like, you're so focused on something else, and then when it does happen, it's just like, bing, 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 done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I like both. I, I like that. I like antelope hunting out of a blind, though. I, re, I mean, I know, I think we should talk about this what do you guys think about like because if you shoot a buck out of a blind on a water hole first question inevitably you know if it hits social media or anywhere else is spot and stock question mark
1: i know there's always that mentality like spot and stock what do you what do you think
2: what's your take i think it's people are thinking antelope are so easy you know like we need to challenge ourselves as hunters to like spot and stock them because like Everyone looks at, I feel like a lot of hunters look at antelope hunting as like the easiest Western big game hunt that you can do is go antelope hunting. So I feel like some people think they need to challenge themselves, but I would say sitting in a blind for 13 (laughs) hours is just as challenging, but in a different way.
1: Yep. Totally is. Yeah. I don't think there's anything to be like downgraded. You shoot one off water compared to spawn stock. You shouldn't feel all high and mighty because you. Yeah. Spot and stocked it. It's still an antelope. It's still hard no matter which method you do. You have to wait to draw your bow back. It's like Neville said, like that anticipation when you see animals, it's skyrockets. Yeah. Like your adrenaline does go off.
2: And you ask anyone that's probably like all they do is spot and stock to be like, Would would you ever sit in a blind and wait for an antelope? And they said no. and, and you ask them why not? And they says I can't I couldn't sit that long. Mm-hmm yeah so basically you're saying sitting water is harder than spotting and stalking (laughs) (laughs) right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just like it's a different kind of yeah i think it's
0: an interesting debate though i think it's funny because i think i think on social media i think it's viewed as being so hard to spot and stalk antelope which arguably yeah it it is it It absolutely is like if you shoot An antelope with your bow spot and stock you've achieved something like i wouldn't take that away from anybody like it's definitely a major accomplishment but i don't also think that uh you know a guy that sits a blind for four or five days straight from dark to dark and shoots a buck i don't think that's any less of an accomplishment i I I, it's just two different types of Mm -hmm. hunting and maybe i'm just justifying because that's how i've shot antelope but which could be the case you know but but i i can sit
1: you never, you never hear that question. Oh, do you call that elk in or did you sit a wallow?
0: i hear that. <laughs> well, yeah, I people. guess I don't pay attention to elk very much Yeah, either, people so. say that. But like people, still, it's still hard to no matter which method you do. <laughs> yeah, people, people will say that like, oh, did you call that bull in? Or it, it, it just seems like this methodology of like sitting on water, sitting in a wallow, sitting on a water hole for, you know, an allo buck is like this lower form of hunting. I was just curious what your guys' thoughts are. Because to me, it's not. No. not I, 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 you're out there to harvest. You know, you're out there to hunt. It's a, it's a method of hunting. It's very effective. And I think if you got the – I mean, I'm, I'm a patient dude. Like, I can sit. I can sit dark to dark for days and days and days. The other thing I think is interesting is, like, whitetail hunting, right? Totally normal. Everybody hunts from a tree stand. Like, that's how you hunt whitetail, right? Nobody would be like – right. I mean, do you think if a guy – like, let's say a guy in, you know, Indiana shoots a big buck – Like, first question on social media when you post that thing isn't spot and stock?
2: Right. Question mark? Everyone know damn well he's sitting in the tree (laughs) when he shot that thing. Yeah. I
1: want to stack the cards in my favor. If it's more conducive the terrain to spot and stock, I'm going to spot and stock. If it's Mm -hmm. hot and dry or I know there's a lot of antelope in the area and I want something different, like, that's what I went into this hunt for because every single buck I've killed at this point, I think I killed seven spot and stock antelope. Mm -hmm. Never killed one from a ground blind. I wanted to try something different. Gotcha. I wanted a different experience because I know both methods can be successful and I just want a different, different challenge. Mm -hmm. And like Neville said, it is challenging to sit in the ground line from daylight to dark, especially when you don't have a single antelope come in to motivate yourself for the next day.
2: Mm -hmm. It's hotter than shit. It's so
0: weird. I can do that day in and day out and literally have nothing come in. I've done it in Nevada. I sat that, you know, I shot that buck. I think it was six days, like dark to dark. You know, that buck finally came in, like, on day six, and I shot him. But, like, to me, the first day is the hardest. Like, to me, the second, third, fourth day is, like, it gets easier. It seems Mm -hmm. like those days, like, start to flow by. And, like, I get just, like, I don't know. I really like the mindset of, like, just time to think, time to read, Mm -hmm. you know, time to just watch things out in my blind. Did you guys ever get that feeling, like, when you're sitting in a blind, it feels like your world is really small? Like, do you ever have this? Do you have this feeling ever? Because, like, you can all – yeah, I, I look out my windows, and it's like I can only see this much, and, like, everything else is, like, blacked out, right, or dark. Right. And, like, like, I found that after, like, in the evening when I climb out of my blind after dark, and you, like, look out around, across the landscape, it feels so big and expansive because my space has been so small. <laughs> in that tiny little hole. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Haven't had that one. Haven't had it. Well, you will. <laughs> I will. Once I get the older <laughs> I get. <laughs> <laughs> You'll start to notice it. Tiny big world yeah yep fun hunt though overall i think i mean i had fun i don't know if you guys i hope you had a good time
1: oh yeah how'd you enjoy using the uh baku bikes because you used them quite a bit from yeah camp to get to your blind location and like
0: yeah they were awesome i just i couldn't keep uh couldn't keep the tires pumped up obviously we had i had two flats um Flatten both bikes, I guess I You're just an off road uh, machine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All
1: you were doing is riding two tracks, but who knows what you were doing.
2: So. I was thinking too maybe you know how you wedge the bike in between that those two big rocks? Yeah. Do you think maybe if, like, in there and it, like, tilted one way in it? No. <laughs> or <No. laughs>
1: it got so hot, the tire could, expanded it, it with it the could, pressure of those rocks?
0: It couldn't be that tighter. I couldn't have got it in. Like, it was loose enough that I could, like, put it in and pull lay, it out. Lay it down, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened to that one. That one was weird because, like I said, it was totally fine when I rode in. I rode the whole way, which is probably, I don't know, seven miles, I guess. And left it there tire was pumped up no issues whatsoever sat the blind that whole day got back to it that night after dark and like that tire was totally flat tires were inside the rim except for on one edge it was like pulled outside the rim so I think maybe maybe somebody else helped me out on that. Someone was playing with your tire. Yeah, maybe maybe some. That other. was the day that someone came into your waterhole. Yeah, right? like yeah, I a guy, in a truck. yeah, I Had a guy come into the waterhole and drive around it and and then leave and go out that way, like right past where that bike and was he's wedged. Like, so. oh, I'm gonna make know. this guy walk home. I yeah, which really pissed me off, did. and he did walk. Yeah, I did. I had to walk back, but
2: I I used uh would have been that first morning we were there before season, the day before opener. we were kind of just out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was flying on that thing. It was awesome. I was, like, like on gravel roads. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't doing too much. I was just sticking on, like, the main road, and I was hauling. Yeah. I didn't even pedal once. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at Trail assist. and he's, like, pedaling all the time. I'm like, dude. Dude, we have e-bikes. There's a motor on this thing, and yeah, I'm going to use it. Yeah, the first day, I didn't even put
0: a battery in it, and I just rode around like a bike. And then the other times I used Idiot. it. I Like, the pedal assist is incredible. Yeah, it is like lit like amazing and then the throttle i mean it's like a throttle on a motorcycle like you're not going that fast but like you're i mean you're going up every hill no issue whatsoever i mean i think they're pretty cool like for for an Elcon, like if you got an area that's got some logging roads or some atv trails that you can use you know you don't want to pack around an atv and you know the noise associated with those like that morning when i went in on it i mean it was so quiet you just you could slip in so quiet you know ditch your bike and walk into your blind a half mile it was like super easy yeah. I, I liked it a lot i mean other th- other than the issues i had with tires i have to look into see if they make do you have issues of...
1: with tires on your truck do you or
0: i got some issues going on right now with my tires yeah. actually yeah uh, what is it going got, on? A, got a little alignment issue i think going on yeah. which i want to fix but then i also want to go elk hunting this week so yeah just go elk hunting I guess i'm going
2: elk hunting Guess you're gonna have to really be holding hard on the wheel, huh? Oh, yeah, it's got some pulls some to the left, some or right? Shake in it to the right.
1: Well, what's yeah, what's next for everyone?
2: I'm going Cotton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you both are going Cotton this weekend. It's yeah, September, dude.
2: What is it? Actually, it's August uh, 30th today. It's the 30th when we were doing this podcast, but I'm sure when it comes out, it'll be September. Oh, yeah, we'll be a weekend. Hopefully, yeah, you, got, you guys will be both in the field. I'm going to sit water. When this is going to be out, I'll just be getting done sitting on it. A- you are less of a hunter. Cause you I'm going to sit water. It's supposed to be 90 degrees. I'm going up to Wyoming. I got some sick wallows.
1: You're well prepared
2: from what we just experienced in this antelope hunt to yeah, sit I water. Do. You got a longer hike, though.
0: I do have a longer <laughs>
2: hike. I'm going to have to earn that one.
0: Yeah, you'll earn that one. Getting in and out. Yeah, yeah, I've got an elk hunt start. I'm leaving tomorrow. Got a camera guy driving down, and we're going to link up and... We're gonna hit it hard for the next two weeks and hopefully kill a nice bull. We got elk.
1: I'm really excited for you trail on this one. I have some good vibes. I, I, I
0: hope so. I've been kind of nervous. It's. I think I talked to you guys and told you it's kind of a weird, it's a weird situation to have like a limited entry tag in your pocket where you're seeing, you know, you're seeing nice sixes, and I've seen some bulls like over the weekend. I saw a couple of bulls. I think one was maybe, I think he might be 340. I saw another bull that was probably 330, and Any hunt that I've been on over the last several years, if I'd have seen a bull that caliber, I'd been, like, all in on that bull. That's it. I'm just going to hunt that bull and go at it. But uh, I've got – I have, like, a little bit of wanderlust associated with this, and I'm kind of thinking, like, "Eh, what else is out there, you know? Hmm. Hmm. But ultimately, I'm going to focus – that one bull with the light horn bull, I posted some – some video, just I was curious as to what people thought about size, you know, because blowing up your spot.
1: I see how you're doing.
2: Yeah. What was the number one
0: voted? Everybody score? thought that one was 330 plus, 3 320 plus, but I think that bull's bigger than that. I think that bull's probably 340-ish. It's a trick question, huh? Yeah, it was tricky. That's the thing, man. he's I mean, I think I'm fairly decent. I've looked at a lot of elk in my lifetime, and I think I'm fairly decent at like estimating a bull, like what he might score, but. Man, you get him on the hoof, you get body size, and you start looking at him. It it can be pr- pretty tricky.
1: What did Porter vote on there?
0: He didn't vote. Why didn't he vote? Do you know? He only kills giants. He right? Only kills giants.
2: <laughs> I think I hit the 330.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he's big. I think he might be bigger than I think. Even it wouldn't surprise me if that bull on the ground is like 345. Ooh, 365. That would really that would shock me. I don't know if he's quite he's that big. He's very thick. He, he's long. <laughs> yep, nice bull. But it's, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to have – it's fun to see bulls, you know. It's fun. I saw t- t- way too many people, but it's Utah.
2: <laughs> you think you're going to call one in? Are you Are going to sneak in on one? I don't know. It's supposed to be really hot this week. I'm so water, aren't
0: you? I might, yeah. Good. good boy. Yeah, there's a good chance. I mean, there is a lot of water, but if I can – I think I've got kind of some water sources pinned down, I think, that might be getting some action based on elk I've seen. And I did see two bulls go to water Saturday night late, just probably an hour before dark. So I know, you know, they're, hit, they're hitting it in the evening. And they're starting to talk, too. Yeah. Yeah, I had a bull bugle six times. And, you know, I pulled out the old bugle and bugled back to him. And we, we had a little conversation <laughs> for a minute. He was bugling back to you, too? Yeah. Yeah, he was responding. What were you saying to him? I was like, hey, man, how's things? How's the rut? Yeah. Where's those bigger bulls at? Because I think he was just like a, you know, like a small 5 by 6 or something.
1: But. Yeah. What's your expectations, Neville? to sit water see what comes in because you also have the opportunity to to go later too right mm-hmm. so you're gonna
2: I'm just trying to get the lay of the land a little bit I'd really like to shoot one so when we go in October we can focus on shooting one no matter what on a trip you go on shooting two two elk on one trip is always tricky so mm-hmm. it's just kinda trying to get at least one on the ground if Josh shoots one you're gonna be pissed nope <laughs> <laughs> With his bow. Just shoot one, Josh. Be be redemption for him. Get it over with because I'm going to shoot an absolute whopper come October.
0: What are you going to do in, like, uh, first bull comes in, first evening, and he's like a a 260-inch smoke?
2: He might be getting it. Really?
0: You're not going to hold out for a big dog, huh?
2: Not on a general tag. Yep. No, I get you. Not on a general tag.
1: You guys going to sit together or split up?
2: There's two water spots, two watering holes, so we'll probably split up. Put one on one and one on the other. And it's I like this spot because there's no other water. It is dry as a bone in there.
0: It's a good spot.
1: Well, if you guys are wondering what I'm going to be doing, yeah, I was. Brady.
2: That was my next question. you going to be. What are you going to do? Chewing tobacco, drinking beer, and watching football.
1: I don't watch a lick of football.
0: Come on, dude. football's lame. Man. Shut it's up. It's hunting season. You guys are stupid. I'm gonna be
1: holding down the fort for you guys, working hard, so that when you guys come back, it makes your lives easier.
0: We could do it in return for you. Yeah,
1: but also I'm gonna be shooting my rifle a lot here coming up. Nice. Where did, when
0: do you kick off? Uh, late October, oh, middle I October. Give yourself long to I have a long, long wait. Sure, you want to come hunt elk?
1: I uh, I offered my
0: assistance. Come on up, man.
1: I'm trying to uh, mm-hmm. convince Matt Ashley to let me go on that mountain goat hunt with him. It'd be fun. I don't think I need to convince him. I just got to convince uh, you know, Chris Porter. The powers that be. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good I- good idea for me to take some photos. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I can do that, but I don't know. I also have my brother's wedding September 17th. So. Did
0: you tell him it's a terrible day to get it's married? It's a
1: terrible day. Any of you guys listening, convince yourself and your significant other that you should not get married in September. Summer's a great month. Winter's a great month. Spring even. Yeah. Maybe not even. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my advice. <laughs> Based on everything I have right. dealt with. Write <laughs> that down. Write <laughs> yeah. that down. <laughs>
0: uh, that's so funny. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm excited to get my rifle dialed. I got a lot of work to do. I mean it's dialed as it is, but you know, just fine tuning things. A little mm-hmm. more practice in, a little more reloading.
0: Do you feel like your bow's ready to go, Nev? Oh yeah. Fine tuned and ready. Gotcha. I made some tweaks last week. <laughs> I got home.
1: Why does he keep touching things?
0: This bow sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got home and shot it through paper, and I was like, oh, that's weird. It's kind of a little little right tear, which I didn't have. I didn't think. Maybe you are twerking it. So, yeah, swap top hats, move the sight, re it in. Feels good now. Arrows flying true. Looks good. But
2: What did I tell you? I thought we went over this like in 20 podcasts ago. We said we'll get to a point where we will not tinker with our bow anymore. I
0: know, but when I shoot it through paper and I get a right tear – I can't talk myself out of it. <laughs> I'm like, nope, gotta tune it gotta Did you t- shoot another one. Gotta tune. What do you mean, arrow through paper? Oh yeah.
2: You're getting right tears all every. I one shot
0: one. like six arrows through paper and I was getting like a pretty consistent like <laughs> quarter inch right tear. So then I was like, Oh, I I can't I can't live with this.
1: You still shooting the button on the
0: cell count? Yeah. Uh oh. I, I am. I like the button, man. I really do. That thumb button release from UltraView has been really really good and i don't know i mean we had some other releases today that i was playing with here with with adam in the office and you know they've got different size thumb barrels and angles and whatnot and you know from whether you're looking at carter or Stanislawski, but there's there's really something about that ultra view button the barrel on that that just really works for me i mean i can shoot that thing like i shoot my back tension release but i feel like it gives me you know added control of having a trigger which is pretty anti-hunting
2: situation. Sure is. Well, this is the last of the Antelope recap. If you guys want to hear about how all these other days went, we did day by day series. So if you jump back up, you'll see we think there's four four days? Yeah. Four I think it's five. four days. Because we did two in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be sure to check out our antelope recap. Graft and series. Yeah, the they started the season right. Yep. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to be out hunting. Now Brady has to wait all the way till October.
1: I mean I did t- oh, I did right. take a bear earlier, so that's I feel true. like it I did. kicked off my season in that's a way. It's twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, you're right. It was a nice one. Yeah.
1: My biggest bear, so
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm sorry you have to wait till October.
1: Hey man, that's the troubles when you're a rifle hunter. <laughs> You've given up everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, well we'll be
1: done when you're when you're rolling, so yep. I'll be kicking off a strong season. Good deal. Well, pleasure having you guys on pr- 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 promo 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 code promo podcast. Co- podcast. If you want
2: to join, go hunt insider, or explore maps. Use that promo code. We'll give you some points in the go hunt gear shop to buy some gear. Also, if you want to check out some antelope hunt film, we mm-hmm. just released one a couple of weeks ago. Hunting not horseshoes with trail Kreitzer in Arizona, chasing antelope for a week straight. <laughs> might shoot one he might not so you better check it out better check it out to see and subscribe and subscribe to the youtube channel very good
1: all right catch you on flip side deuces